Boy, wait. Ah, but y'all don't know what it's like to get a stand ovation. Just people just because ah. when we as we as we as comedians, man, it's just us and the microphone. Yeah. That's it. it, dog. That's you it. got to make it happen. You ain't got no band. You ain't got no re- album that they done played on the radio. You ain't got no hype, man. Just you and the microphone. And then sometimes some music cues, if those find their oh, way yeah, into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, you know that. I, I, I am a music cue type of guy. Uh, and I'm going to tell all young comics, do not rely on music in your comedy mm. set. Word. When, especially starting off. Because I start off with the musical cues. That when you bust me out on my comedy show, tell me you still doing music, Joe. Oh man, come on, bro. It was a roast. I had to go there, yeah. You did, and look, you the first person got away with it. I appreciate that. I know you can't put your hand on a white person, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Hot breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. What up, though? You know what time it is. Hot breath. Oh, yeah. That feels right, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel right to enter the hot breath of verse again? Welcome back, all my hot brethren and sistren. Welcome aboard, all new listeners, if you're just joining us to hear today's guest. If you enjoy this interview, please check out the over 70 interviews we have in the Rolodex here at the hot breath of verse. We've got so many great comedians on this podcast and so many more to come. But just check out the lineup. This guy is definitely an all-star on the lineup. He's somebody I've been wanting to interview for since I started the podcast. He's somebody I had, and it just kind of timed out to where we lined up the interview as he just hopped back on the radio on 94.5's morning radio show. He's an OG in the game. He has so much wisdom he shares on this, so many great stories. I learned a lot from this interview, not only about comedy and being a hustler and making your own lane, but also just about him. He's a well-known comedian, but a lot of people don't know his story. And this is the interview that captures all of that. So to sum it up, you picked the right interview to listen to the one and only shoddy shoddy, everybody. Yes, shoddy shoddy. Give him a shoddy shoddy, body body, haughty toddy, Rick and Marty. 40, 19, you'll hear it, it's a hashtag, it's a movement here, so thank you for tuning in, I'm Joel Byers, if you don't know who I am, shame on you, and if you want to know more, go to my website, joelbyerscomedy.com, you can see my calendar on there, links to, I host a comedy class right here in Atlanta, I also host a show every single Wednesday at Java Monkey indicator and if you're looking at my flyers and my logo like oh those are dope it's all thanks to comedy artwork if you want to get some dope logos done go to comedyartwork.com or follow him on social media at comedy artwork tell him to give you the hot breath special he's gonna hook you up and this episode is a hookup no doubt the listeners you've been responsive i've been asking you to share itunes reviews share this with your friends and family and i appreciate the ones that have and if you haven't yet what are you waiting for? You know it's worth your time. I spend a lot of time. Hey, I just I just got in from doing a show in Japan. Last night, did a show in Japan. This morning, I'm back in Atlanta teaching my comedy classes. So if you want to, you know, support the hustle, leaving an iTunes review goes a long way. Sharing this episode on social media goes a long way. But I read all the interviews. 
all the reviews, excuse, all the iTunes reviews live right here on the air. I got another five-star review from Laura Irvin who said, all the thumbs up. I love seeing a new episode pop onto my phone every week. Joel has such great guests on all the time. The conversations are so intimate, interesting, and informative. As such a big fan of Atlanta comedy, this is perfection in my ears. I tell everyone to listen if they've got time, especially if you love this scene or even trying to get into comedy. Joel and his guests tend to drop major bits of information on forming your own voice in the scene. Anyways, I love it. Ooh. And I love that, Laura Irvin. Thanks for the support. We also got another five-star review from Moose06111, who said in his five-star review titled Aaron Tuning, great podcast with Aaron Tuning, hilarious and entertaining. Boom. It can be that simple. A quick review, you can even just click five stars, but thank you, Laura, for such a thorough review. Thank you, Paul, Moose01611, for taking the time to leave a review. If you want to hear your name on here, you want to plug something, you're interested in being a sponsor on the podcast, hit me up on social media at Joel Byers Comedy or leave an iTunes review. That's a good way to at least get one free run at advertising before you hop on the hot breath of hood here. But boom, it's a pretty dope intro. I thought that would rhyme, but it didn't quime. I won't lime in the coconut. Anyway, we'll get there. I'm no rapper yet, but this comedian I'm interviewing today is a host, DJ, comedian, rapper, entrepreneur, hot brethren. So, y'all picked a good one to hop on. Thank you for hanging out with me through this intro. Thank you. And there's only thing one left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath. We out here with shoddy, shoddy. You ready for this? Let's get it, baby. You excited? Man, I'm ready. <laughs> if you could just say your full name into the microphone. What's happening, y'all? Y'all know what it is. It's Shawty. What my name is? Comedian, actor, young Shawty Hughley, man. We always live with my boy Joe Bias. What's happening, Joe? Hein. Hein. <laughs> we look like a crew sitting here in the Linux parking lot. I know, right? Just us. Just sitting here like we finna steal somebody radio as soon as they walk out their car. You look like you stole me, is what it looks like uh, in here. They're gonna be like, hold on, hold on, black guy with a skull cap. <laughs> it's white guy all right. <laughs> I be like, man, you don't get out of here. He work for me. He's my slave. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> we came out here so you could look for... Fresh threads, you're you're taping tonight? Is that what? Yeah, man, I got a love hip hop taping. Uh, man. Kicking, man. God is so good. Um, taping love hip hop, you know, I be right there with my man, Lil Jock. I'm a young Jock. Mm-hmm. And, um, we do our thing. We, all, we got a morning radio show, Streets Morning Takeover on 945. So we kind of just mesh all our stuff together, man, and work as a team, man. You'll never be surprised how good things work when you got a whole team working for you and everybody working at the same goal. Man, and what is that goal? Man, to win. Mm-hmm. Hey, point blank, to win. Whatever it takes to win, that's what we got to do. But you, you've been in radio for a minute. You've had a couple of shows, haven't you? Well, yeah, I did radio. I mean, I did some underground radio where we had a pirate station mm-hmm. with my man. Uh, I ain't going to say no names because, you know, it wasn't always legit. But then I was on the radio. Uh, 
I was on radio right between 9-11 with my man Coco brother. During the 9-11 crisis, comedy had slowed down and wasn't nothing going on, man. And, you know, I had an opportunity to get on the radio and get some experience. So I jumped on the radio with my man Coco brother. We took Atlanta by storm. He was coming in. That was 6 to 10 in the afternoon. At, what at, station was that? That was uh, Hot, Hot. Hot 97? Yeah, that was Hot 97. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, after that, you know, I really didn't want to be in that afternoon radio. It's too late in the day. I'm an early morning person. I like to get up and go get it. I like the security set for everybody else do. Uh. So, you know, uh, this morning show right up my alley, I had to be get up at 3.30, had to be there at least by 5 o'clock. Man. Prep, yeah, and then we go on at 6. And it's a whole lot, of, you know, it keep your mind working being on radio. Uh -huh. I, const constantly having to be creative. Constantly have to come up with different bits because that radio don't stop. That's it every day. That's five days a week. So, yeah. You know, it just challenges my mind and helped me grow as a person, as a, a writer, and you know, just you know, bringing everything true to life. So you'll do. You'll be up at three thirty for radio, and then you'll be out at night hosting shows as well. Yep. Man, I got a wheel to live. And not only do you do radio, you were also, were you probably the first comic that started to cross over into rap and do the videos and everything? Yeah, man, I, was, I, I think I actually was the first hip-hop comedian. Me along with, uh, I'm going to say, Alex Thomas was doing some videos, and then, you know, you never could take away from T.K. Kirkland, you know what I mean? Mm, he's he been on here. He started it off with yeah. N.W.A., hanging with the rappers. But, you know, Atlanta, we had a movement going on. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was beautiful, man. Lil Jon, uh, Yin Yang Twins, Bone Crusher. Uh, all the classics, man. I was in all these guys' videos, very prolific in my career. Uh, even when the clips came out, one of the biggest videos I did was with um, was with uh, Pharrell and the clips. When the last time you heard it like this, and mm. I came in and did that little rap. And it's just my thing. When I was out there hustling, see, I paved the way for a lot of these hip-hop comedians dead serious uh, because I would go up, I kind of figured out the video scene. So I would show up like six o'clock in the morning when the crew is setting up. When they just sitting up, the director ain't there. None of these folks there. Hey, y'all need a comedian for anything? Hey, y'all just getting around meeting people and asking, hey, I can make gold teeth. Just being funny, crazy, you know what I'm saying? And hey, you know, it, it ain't about the artists when you're doing these music videos. It's about the producer and the directors mm. that gets you in. So I, I made some good friends with a lot of directors. Brian, Brian Barber, um, <clears throat> Uh, my man put me on tilt drill, you know what I'm saying, all the way live. Brian Barber put me on that bone crusher, and he put me on a couple of other product, uh, projects. But um, for real, for real, my partner, my player, I call him LL Cool J. Because <laughs> that that's what I was joining him like uh -huh. when I was talking about him. Uh, I forgot a nigga name. I ain't nothing to hear like you. I'm trying to keep on trying to past this. I've been in the game a minute. Uh -huh. but, no, but I'm 40 19. 40 19. 40 19, baby. And what does that it's mean? It's the rebirth. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. I, uh, uh, it, it's just way of life. 40 19 is a lifestyle. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can see it best in the rap. When I step up on the scene, so fresh, so clean. Ooh, that brother me, that shouted 4019. I heard them with me talking about 4019. Yucca shouted 40, buddy, like him. Hi. 19. <laughs> yes. So were you rapping before comedy? Man, I am an entertainer, to tell you the truth, man. Okay. Um, I I I 
Yeah, I like booty shake rap back then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's where the shouty dance come from. All the ladies jump out your pants. We finna do the shouty dance. Shake it to the left, shake it to the right. Do the shouty dance all night. Work it, twerk it, yeah, it's shouty. So I've been, you know, I just got flavor, man. I changed with the times. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm from the, from, you know, per se the hood, middle class. <clears throat> Down middle, upper class. I got white neighbors. Oh, now you do. Now. Nah, but where did, where did it all start? It all started um, in a ball set. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, people. I'm sorry, kids, if y'all listening. <laughs> I rebuke myself in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but um, no, man. Okay. So uh, what? Where I started at was uh, where it all started. Wow. Um, well, I, I well, as far as I remember, I grew up on Neal Street. That's in the West End. Neal Street is down by the bluff, right? It's, it, mm-hmm. it's part of the bluff, but it's uh, where I was from. My part of Neal was across the street from the bluff, right by Neal Hill, nine sixty one Neal Street. If you remember the sister Catherine Harris, the uh lady who the police busted in on on a fake drug bust and shot her because yeah, because they busted in her house and she she got off one shot. But they had a false warrant. She didn't know who they was. They was coming to her house. An old lady sitting there looking at TV. That's very historic in Atlanta. I, I lived five houses down from her growing up as a kid. I went to L. Herndon. My grandmama was from Harris Home. Now, y'all ain't gonna understand this unless y'all from Atlanta. Harris Home is the project. They got mm. government cheese. I remember government cheese trying to cut that hard government cheese. You ain't never had no government never. cheese. Never. Woo! That come in a big, long brown box. I'm talking about as long as your forearm <laughs> to your fist. And it just be a hunk of cheese. It be real light yellow, like no Ooh. cheddar in it. I'm talking uh-huh. about no cheddar. <laughs> it sounded like it was it's cardboard. It's not sharp at all. Like. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, just straight up cardboard, and it didn't melt. No? It didn't melt. You can, I, I mean, it really took, what them things they be carving the cheese with when you put it on there? A knife? No. That thing, it, it's like got the middle part, and you just shh. A grater? A grater. That's uh-huh. what you had to really get it off with, and then it just be shredded. Oh, man. It still didn't melt. <laughs> so I started off, uh, man. So my grandmama was over there in the project. My mom used to drop me off over there. So I went to elementary school over there, Dean Russell Elementary School. Shout out ATL. All ATL people know what I'm talking about. Harris Home, like, that's one of the premier projects. I started off and I grew up in the projects. I live away from the projects, but still in the hood, but not the projects. But my mom used to drop me off. So that's why, that's why I picked up a lot of my stuff at. I went to school over there and, you know, I commenced to doing what they do in the projects. But I was still from the other side. And at like in third grade, I got transferred over to Ben Hill. That's Camelton Road area, Ben Hill, a Greenbrier area. So I it's like the upper crest back then. Oh, Camelton okay. Road used to be the suburbs. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, but this this nationwide, so all y'all ain't gonna know what I'm talking about. We're gonna hurry up through this. Anyway, we had a better life, you know what I mean? We began to be raised right in a you know, not no project setting. And I began to be a normal young man. I grew up as a normal kid. I was in dance groups. So I rode skateboards. But my mama always told me, she says, God gave everybody a gift. And it's up to you to pull that gift out of you. Mm. And I remember five, six years old, I wanted to be an entertainer. I used to watch Michael Jackson. I didn't even have no Michael Jackson jacket. I just had a red jacket. I thought I was Michael Jackson. I'm my, I remember second grade, I used, to wear, I used to wear that red jacket to death. Uh, pulled it up on my arms, put sleeves up on my arms. I really thought I was Michael Jackson. I used to have an S curl, everything. So I always knew I was... <laughs> <laughs> you laughing, I'm dead serious. I always knew I was going to entertain. I started being in a dance group. And I, I remember some vague 
points of getting on stage, talking crazy, like at Sharon Showcase, which was a teen club. But I was also in the streets because mm. I can't, you know, you are a product of where you're from to a certain extent. And I'm, I'm a living testimony that you are not a product of your environment or the environment that you have been in. You know what I mean? You can move out. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can progress in life. You don't have to stay in the same moment. You don't have to stay in the same setting. You don't have to stay in the same mindset. You can progress, and it just take like, it take ground roots, but it just takes self-evaluation. When you look in the mirror, you're the only person looking in that mirror. Nobody else looking in that mirror. You gotta evaluate yourself or you can blame anybody for anything. So uh, we moved to the suburbs, you know, dance, 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 got back into the street stuff. Um, what street stuff? Selling drugs. Oh, okay. Uh, stealing cars, you know, that's what I was doing at, you know, I was, I was selling drugs at a probably 12 years old. Wow. Yes. Yep. Yep. Sad. I, mean, I know your 12 year old don't seem like you can go out there and make no money. <laughs> but this 12 year old was all about the money, baby. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, I progressed up through the um treacherous streets, man. From 12 to 15 to 16, it was crazy for me, man. I was out there doing whatever for the chick. Um, and I mean, you know, we had to take it and whatever. You know, it was a very volatile point in my life where I didn't think I was going to make it out. That's why I, I thank God for every single blessing I receive all the time. I do not take any of my blessings for granted. Even this rejuvenation with this father 19, uh, been in the game for a long time. I started in 94, so y'all can do the math. But just, it's a whole night, another rebirth right now. But it just shows where I come from mm-hmm. and where I'm going, you know. It takes some people longer, but you never say Shawty wasn't consistent because I used to be in the dance groups. I always had the theater in me. I always looked at rap, and I got in some trouble at the age of 17. That's when you first go to jail. I was 17 for four weeks and got into a whole lot of trouble. And the judge say, man, look, first of all, you're going to finish school. Then you're going to go to boot camp in the summertime. Huh? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who going to boot? You know what boot camp builds in the summertime? You got a slain blade. That means you got an axe, axe-like thing with a, it cut grass. You got slain from side to side, and y'all walking down the expressway. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Your people made that. Your people? Ain't no black people came over with that. Well, Not no summertime. Don't judge a book by its color, okay? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, man. That wasn't me now. No, just messing with you, <laughs> So I know um, we're evil. I get it. I refuse to go to boot camp. I did refuse. So... I'm on intense probation at 17 years old. As intense this probation was, I was more intense about not going to boot camp. Wow, okay. In the summertime. Mm-hmm. I was with finishing school. I'm going to I'm going to school. Ooh, ooh. But I gotta go in this boot camp probation every day. And they don't push me off till summertime. So if people finna get ready to go to boot camp, just leaving in two weeks, two days. They stand there, you walk in, they be like, everybody to the wall. What's the uh what's the meaning of obedience? And you be like, obedience is the will for all I forgot, but yes. Dude. That way. <laughs> At 17. Man, you know I wasn't with that. I was still flying. I was I've been flying. Yeah. Been fly. I'm like, man. But I've been crazy too. I was about to say, it's not like you didn't really earn that. It seemed like you had you've been earning your stripes to get to that point. Man, I said, I'm not going to boot camp, man. I went back home, I drew on my shoes. Okay. I, got me, I had some dockers. I, I had some OP shoes. I drew on them, wrote all type of stuff on them. I cut the toes out. I buttoned my shirt up wrong. 
and, and, and got my um tennis racket and put it on my back. And I, and I, I psyched myself out. I started walking around five points downtown all day asking for cigarettes. Yes, I had to come out of bad breakup too. My first girlfriend cheated on me. That would ruin me. Mm. Women are ruined. Yeah, that hurt. And that 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 that. that I will talk about the relationship type stuff because I'm I'm a relationship specialist now. Okay. I had so many bad relationships. I can tell y'all about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm single. Ain't nothing never worked. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, after that, man, after the bad relationship, you know, I'm on, I'm on this paper. I'm walking around acting crazy. I'm entertaining myself really because I'm sick about the girl gone. Walk straight up in probation, looking like crazy. Yes, sir. Shoes drawn on, toes out, shirt mm -hmm. buttoned up wrong. And act like it wasn't a damn thing. Sit up there and try to say the obedient speech and everything. <laughs> Standing at attention and everything. Went in there, had a regular me. She looking at me sideways. I'm looking at her straight in the eye like I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> How did she respond? Ooh. She said, you been to a mental hospital. I said, yeah, I been to two. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, because uh, back, my parents said, well, see, see, we used to have a crazy life. You never know what we go through. Yeah. When I was, like, in the fifth, sixth grade, my parents moved to Texas. Okay. Man, I was just getting in the pain. I told y'all I was selling drugs at 12 years old. Yeah. So, man, I'm I'm getting, I'm one of the cool kids around Atlanta. I got my high right, low left. I was straight cat prep. I be dancing and stuff at Six Flags. Like, I was hip. We wore polo every day. We was really fly. Is this and, when you were growing up with Lil John? Yeah, Lil John. All, all right, me and Lil John. I'm gonna tell you what, Lil John. I had them. Uh, I didn't already know Lil John by then because before I was prepping, oh, I was doing all this at the same time. So while I'm prepping and being a prep, I was a skateboarder. Mm -hmm. And Lil John wrote me and Lil John wrote skateboards from kids. John, Lil John worked at Skate Escape across the street from Pete My Park. We was all get together. John, Lil John had an '83 Corolla, uh, and he knew it. An '83 Toyota Corolla <laughs> hatchback. It used to be, and I, I was a little guy. That's why they called me Shouty. I've always been the youngest guy uh -huh. to now. Now I'm old. I'm yeah, OG, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But um, I always been the youngest guy, so I used to get in the hatchback back there in the back. And I used to ride in the hatchback with my skateboard, and it'd be four other guys, and we used to ride around and just skate all day. At the Southern Bill, we'd skate all day. We'd live for skateboarding. And they worked at a skate shop also. We got to turn this down. Yeah, but. yeah. And then, um, so... You know, that, that that was a whole nother development. Like, I always had different, I always had all type of different cultures. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was a skateboarder, so I was hanging around with white people. At sixth grade, I left the hood and went to the white school. I went to Inman. You know what Inman at? Inman? My, my part. Inman, yes. Oh. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a noise coming out of your mouth. Fuck I didn't you. know. You went to Inman. No, you even do that white <laughs> shit, man. I'm leaving your partner. <laughs> yes, I went to Inman. <laughs> In Piedmont Park. Wow. Okay. All the way from Camelton Road. I used to get on my skateboard and get on the motor bus uh -huh. and come down to Emmett for my skateboard in the locker because I wanted to be part of a different type of environment. I already knew I was different. Yeah. I was still praying that the Lord pulled his talent up out of me. Of course, I was dancing, had a skateboard, you know. And, you know, I, I thought about being, I thought I was going to be Tony Hawk for real. Wow. Yes, yeah. I used to skate. I, I still like You I, still skate. I got, a yeah. skate. I got a complete deck in the trunk and I got a deck. A plane board in case I break my deck while I'm out riding. Man. At 4019. 4019. 4019. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Okay, so to get into my comedy career, yeah. a bad relationship. The girl, I had my little girlfriend. She cheated on me, first girlfriend. Went crazy. Oh, I went crazy. Oh, Lord. Yes. Like death threats? Boy, I, 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 I don't even know if I need to tell y'all this, but I'm going to tell y'all this. Um, I thought she was my girlfriend. She had got out of high school. I'm still going to the court order stuff, you know what I mean? Getting out of high school. 
uh, to move her in with me and my mama. Mm. And she had a baby, but the baby stayed with the baby daddy mama. So I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? She's like, I'm having problems with my mama. I move her in. My mama working 11 to 7 overnight. So my, I, I, I move her in. Then one day my little brother snitched on me. But this chick had never broke up with her baby daddy. He was just in the Navy. Oh. Yes. Uh, he was just in the Navy, so she finessing. Yeah. So one day she said she was finna go to work. She worked at Krispy Kreme. She was going home smelling like donuts. Oh, my God, if you ever dated a woman working, oh, donuts, thank, oh, Lord. Man, she had to take a bath somewhere else. I, I, that, that's one time I wish she had somebody else. You need to go to his house and change clothes before you go uh-huh. home because that the donut, that sweet smell all night, it, it kills you. But for real, um, she said she was going to work. I, I had At this point, I was um, I had them finished high school, just finished high school, had a girl over there. So I knew I didn't want to be in the game no more because I was on paper. I knew I didn't want to be out there doing that. I had to move back with my mama, and I had her over there. My mama didn't know it. I got me a job at the airport. I'm going to tell you, and she was looking for a job. And she went to the airport. They called her back to my, hey, uh, we're going to hire you. I was so desperate to get a job. She had to found a job at Krispy Kreme. So I called the airport back. I'm like, hey, y'all called me saying y'all was going to hire me. They like, huh? They like, I'm like, yeah, somebody called me saying they were gonna hire me. I got to know the boss. It was wow. only one guy to do all this stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He was like, huh? Oh, can, can you be to work at four in the morning? <laughs> I ain't had no car and then I said, yep. <laughs> I ain't know wow. how I was gonna get there. That's impressive. That's why God's so good. Yeah. That's why God's so good. I started I was getting to work. My mama was taking me at first, and I'm I'm this ex drug dealer, robber, everything I've been doing before to coming back home mm-hmm. and sit my ass down, get my diploma, then get a job. I was at that job, man, and I, God is so good, man. As soon as I started working, my mom was like, I can't be taking you to work every morning at 4 in the morning. She got a line of credit. Yes. And she gave me $4,000 to go buy me a car. Wow. Yep. And I had to pay the loan back off, but it had zero interest. My car was like $125 mm-hmm. a month. Uh-huh. I went and bought me a, a Candy Gold 98. Yes. I bought it. It was great at first. I bought it from this guy in the hood. I was riding past the hood. I seen this guy. He had a 98. Uh, 90, uh, uh, I can't remember the year. It was a 98 short body with some rims on it. I was like, ooh. Now, this back in 94. Was that a cutlass? Nah, it looked like a little short by the cutlass, but okay. it was the 98 version. Okay. And it had the little rims on it, 16 inches in volts. I was like, ooh, I got to have it. I bought that. But at the same time I bought that, I ran to my best friend again. I was in Carver Homes in the hood. They had a trap bumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I took one more turn in the game. Fall I had them bought this car. No, yeah. I had them bought this nice car. And I got this whole nother <laughs> swag about myself. <laughs> and they got this popping trap. And it ain't crack. You know what I'm saying? They they selling the, the, the loud. Okay. So we set up the gas station, took one more turn in the game. Mm. I made a lot of money, and I was kicking it and having a great time at the age of 18 years old. And I just got, I was sitting at home one night watching Def Comedy Jam, and I saw Bruce Bruce pop up on there, and Arturo Shelton and Chris Tucker. And I'm like, this is my line. Mm. I will never forget that night. I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I started running around the line for about six months saying I was a comedian. But I must have knew something because I kept trying this little routine from when one time I used to always try to get jobs. So I had tried it. One day I was showing out when I first came back home. They was laying a driveway at my house for my mama because she had a smooth house. So uh, they were laying a driveway. I'm like, y'all need some help? 
be like, yep. They come get me at six in the morning. They got me out there laboring for brick masons. <laughs> oh, oh, a little bit of me. 17 years old. Oh, more bricks. <laughs> more mud. Look, I'm trying to carry that wheelbarrow in them. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was breaking me down. I made it a day and a half. Uh-huh. But it gave me my first fake routine. Oh, okay. So when I was telling it, I, so I, when I tell people I'm a comedian, I was like, I, I did a brick mason. I, mean, I do the brick mason joke like more mud, <laughs> more bricks. I said it was slowing down day by day. And you know, when they build houses, they tear down all the trees. So if you're building the foundation of a house, it ain't no trees nowhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing that and I'm like, man, I fell out. I couldn't handle that. That's when I uh, that's when I uh did I go to the airport? Yeah, I had to go to the airport after that, because I stayed at the airport for a while. I, and I started being around regular people. And I had them been this trap. Youngster, black youngster in the nineties, and I had never been around regular people. And I found out that I, make, I had the ability to make people laugh, and I had ability to make brighten the mood around everywhere I was at, just with my charismatic attitude. And I would say anything. I, if anybody know me, I say anything. Mm -hmm. And they was around the airport, just laughing at me all day. I was coming out. I'm always been a hard worker. I'd be there at four in the morning. I had to unload. All the, uh, if y'all go to the airport, y'all see them big metal cases, it be food inside of them. I had to unload the metal cases and put the stuff in the freezer and do the FIFO first in, first out. So I got to shift the food. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I was loading beer up. I was popping some, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Freaking it, 94s out of the hood. We stole all the all the airport bill. <laughs> all of it. You know, the big, great, them, but airport wasn't locked. Then used to be locked down like that. Uh-huh. So... Man, we had all the airport. Freaking it, 94 boy were popping. We had all the airport bill. All I mean, all the guys from the airport. I do, I've been knowing these guys 20 something years yeah. now. We still friends, man. Mm -hmm. And I used to be right now and I said, Y'all gonna be surprised when I'm a big time comedian. And then you go to Uptown with a fake ID. And so why me and my partner ride down the street and they say, Are you funny? Contest. Tonight at Uptown Comedy Corner. I said, boy, it's a Zimmer's light coming. I said, boy, I'm going. I got, I got one of my partner ID. I was 18. I got his 21-year-old paper ID. I went and showed it. I went up as Marvin Smith. Ryan Cameron was hosting. I didn't get booed, but they didn't clap. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of looked at me. Because I was telling what happened when me and that girl broke up who went with the baby dad. I ain't teach she went to Virginia on me. Mm -hmm. And that's what gave me my first first real comedy act Ooh, it was crazy. I, I, I refuse to tell y'all that. I don't even want y'all to know that. But what happened, <laughs> but that was my first comedy act. And so I did that, and they just kind of looked at me. Because that was right when Lorena Bobbitt and uh, the girl, Lorena Bobbitt, and left, I had burnt R.J. Rising house down. Oh, so I'm like, I'm, my, I remember my first words, I say, hey, y'all, I'm here. I'm a pimp. I had I had my polo. It was a silk polo. It was unbuttoned. It had a big fish on top. And I'm here to talk about some pimp killers. Pimp killer, number one. Lorena Bobby, pimp killer number two, left eye. Pimp killer number three, my ex-girl. Yeah, she cheated on me. <laughs> she done went to Virginia and seen her baby daddy. And I just went into this dramatic-ass crazy man. You just had a moment. I scared him. You scared him? They were shocked. They didn't move. <laughs> were you wearing your cowboy boots then, too? Nah, nah I had on. You I hadn't had, done those I had, yet. I had on a blue polo. I had on a blue polo, a flannel polo with a fish on it, some yellow polo shorts, and some yellow, like, polo, like, uh, uh, like, 
warlock shoes, like no, like polo with the buckle on it. Oh, I love yeah. how you remember every I was detail. Prep, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always did these clothes. You see what I got on today? This yeah. is one of my worst days. <laughs> Appreciate you getting dressed up for the podcast. Kiss my ass, man. I've been up since seven o'clock at work. Look, nah. <laughs> no, I've been up since four o'clock this morning. Man, I'm still energetic. I, st- I got a weird a little. I got a tingle in my toes to make it happen, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever felt that. If you ever know what it feel like to win, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. You don't stop, bro. You got so much in your pocket. You know you gotta reach through every piece of it, and you gotta commit to every obligation you got, and you gotta rise to every occasion you get. It just, it's just something inside of you to make you do it. I see how Kevin Hart just push and push. And I see how he just write all this material, do these big ass tours and do all these movies. Cause mm-hmm. when you got it, when it's going on, man, you gotta stay in the paint, bro. Yeah. For real, it's, it's an excitement where I can't, it's like making a touchdown, bro. You done had a great ass show. Absolutely. Woo! Boy, wait, ah, oh, but y'all don't know what it's like to get a stand ovation. Just people just, cause when we, as we, as we, as comedians, man, it's just us in the microphone. Yeah. That's it's it. it, dog. That's you it. got to make it happen. You ain't got no band. You ain't got no re- album that they done played on the radio. You ain't got no hype, man. Just you and the microphone. And then sometimes some music cues, if those find their oh, way yeah, into you it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, you know that. I, I, I am a music cue type of guy. Um, and I'm going to tell you, all young comics, do not rely on music in your comedy mm. set. Word. Especially starting off. Because I start off with the musical cues. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a professional now. I get through anything. I can write. I'm, I'm at a great point in my writing now. I was in a terrible six-year relationship, man, lately. Uh, last, you know, eight years, and I had a write block, man. I could not write anything. Had the same set. That when you bust me out on my comedy show, talking about you've been some, 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 <laughs> you still doing music, Joe. Oh, man, come on, bro. It was a roast. It was I had great. to go there, yeah. You did, and, and, I, and, I, and look. You the first person got away with it. I appreciate I that. I know you can't put your hand on no white person, but <laughs> <laughs> it would have me under the gym. I can fight these little black comedians, you know what I'm saying? Hey. But that's respect that we went through that and you're still We family. Yeah, man. Yeah, all Definitely. day, man. Yeah. Um, but man, you know, I'ma tell you something. I've been in the game for a while. All y'all young comedians listen at me. If I approach you and tell you something, it's real. I live every day to be as solid as I can. I'm never going to have to retract my word because I'm not telling no lies. I'm not being false, fake, or phony with myself, neither with nobody else. Because I have learned to love myself. I had a point where I couldn't even be by myself. But get what? We sitting in front of Neiman Marcus, in front of Lenny Square, and I go in here and get whatever I want, and I ain't got to share it with nobody. Excuse me. But that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I did, I did for a lot of people. I done helped a lot of people, man. You got to make sure you take care of self, man. Yeah. And, 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 and you, you, you know, you let the blessings trickle down. We sitting here doing an interview. We kicking it, you know. Uh, you let the blessings trickle down. You know, I, I use you for different stuff on the radio. I told you, you know, we can come up with a show. But, you know, it, comedians, it ain't for nobody to put you on. Only person took me on tour. Only person... Did I can really say that besides some rappers or besides Pharrell and some real rappers and my man Nick Cannon, which gave me the ultimate blessing. You know what I'm saying? He a real solid dude. You know, it's Bruce Bruce. Bruce Bruce started me off. I wasn't on TV or nothing. I was working hard. I was going up. My first two two years of comedy, I went up every single Tuesday in 559 in mm. the hardest comedy room ever. Where everybody got booed. And I was a crowd favorite. And I would come up there and hit them with new material. And I would go home and write and study. Stay on the stage, first of all, comedians. That's what I can tell you. 
Stay on the stage. Find your own lane. Really, I don't think no other comedians in my lane. I paved the way, and I started paving the way for other people. You know, and you know, it's ground roots thing. I opened the door so some of y'all knew as big as comedians could get through the door. And Kevin Hart opening more doors. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a trickle down effect, man. That's why I still do comedy rooms. You know, I ain't finna come for no three dollars, but uh, <laughs> because I like to keep black comedy alive. Comedy, period. You know. Uh, every room that I do make people say, I'm going to go to that room because I saw Shawty. And then it'll make them come back and see this amateur comedian who might not, you know, I mean, I was getting excited to make $25 a night at 5 5 Now We was depending on them $25 a night. Me, Dirty South, Tyler, uh, uh, Nard, mm. Black Boy, Bruce Bruce. Bruce Bruce had us good. We go to Uptown, Quake had us good, man. Shout out to Bruce Bruce, Earthquake, and DC Curry. Very prolific in my career. And making me a strong comedian. These guys are super strong. Yep. So, I mean, you see them do a show. But this this on the comedy club stage mm-hmm. at the point where I'm at. They destroying at the prime. So, you know, that was my training. That's why I go hard. That's why I believe my longevity is there. As well as being a good person, and I ain't always been a saint. I ain't, I ain't saying I'm Saint Mary or Saint Man. No, I have done wrong. I have paid for consequences. I have did stuff that I think hurt my career. You know, but do you live and learn? Yes, and you get past it and you keep moving. Shout out to Father 19, man. It's the rebirth. Look, check me out every morning in Atlanta. I'm on Screech 945, kicking it. I'm about to start the. Uh, Miami Comedy, uh, back up at G5, so I got to get you down there, man. Let's do it, man. About yeah. to crank that thing up. Uh, oh, man, we got so much work. You see me and Young Jock, we teamed up. We are a team. We got companies, and um, we got projects, and they're being looked at very hard. I'm not going to speak ahead of myself, but, man, just look out for Shout Father 19, man, because I'm I'm blessed. Well, you're more than just a comedian. Like, you're, you've created yourself into a brand. Like you, you have this image. You, it's all over the internet. But you also have like catchphrases. Like, how did you, how did you figure out what your brand was in developing that? Because that's important for comedians too. It is, man. And 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 I heard comedians say, "Man, I gotta give me a catchphrase because they hear what my name is." That came to me. The, the fans brought me that. I remember when I first started to come up to, here come the house step of murderer, lyrical dancer, murderer, with them same polo, what lost you, with the buckle. <laughs> yes, 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 because I because I got out, when I start, as soon as I started telling jokes, I pulled up off the streets. Oh, okay. So I wore them polo shoes for about two years. <laughs> I still had my cars. I still had to trap a little bit. I went through a mindset back then, mm-hmm. but I still, you know, but I, 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 I see this from a dude. And I, that's when I started working at the airport. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's when I started working at the airport. But I mean, man, I used to come up and do this crazy dance. Like I'm energetic. Like I'm gonna push my energy out. The more energy the crowd give me, the, the more I get back. You know what I mean? And then comedians be like, oh, he's just going up there with that energy. He's just going up. Well, how I'm in the game 22 years later and I'm still popping. And I give y'all rank, I give y'all, I, I will take y'all young cats around the corner with these jokes, with this show. It ain't just about jokes, with this show. I am an entertainer. I got a show that don't want it. If you check any of my track record, any of the cities I've been to, I'm always welcome back. And I, TV don't do me no justice. Wilding Out don't do me no justice. It gave me a great platform. Mm-hmm. But just to see me raw and in the paint and just really see what I do, man, you have to see it with your own eyes. Really, really. So I guess we'll go ahead and get you wrapped up here because I know you're very important. 
Very busy man. Got a I'm lot of. Having fun. We sit, hey y'all, we sitting in the middle of the parking lot of Neiman Marcus. <laughs> yeah, I say a black and a white guy. <laughs> but we chilling. Did you have any failed catchphrases? Because I know you have what my name is, Shawty. You have that Hein. Did you have any that didn't quite stick? No, I mean I had hold your hand up, break your wrist, uh-huh. and put it on your chest. That that did its thing on coming view. Uh huh. That did its thing on coming view. Um, shout of champagne. That didn't try quite. <laughs> I, I the rap. I, I I had to realize I was not a rapper. Okay. You know, I was not a rapper. When I first got in the game, man, I was in all them rap videos. I'm around all these rappers. I'm getting paid all this good, good, good money. I'm buying $100,000 worth of jewelry. I don't know how I bought $100,000 worth of jewelry. Ran my ass up to BET in New Orleans and got booed. Man. Wait, like BET Awards? No, BET. Comic View. Oh, got booed on Comic View. Yes. Oh, you got to tell me that boo story. <laughs> you know, I ain't got that many boo stories now. But this, this, what, hey, you know, they when you do it, you gotta do it big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And it take a real, it take a real scholar and a gentleman to even admit to this. It didn't get air, it didn't get out, but I'm very confident in who I am and what I do, man. I know God got me destined for greatness. But let me tell you, so oh, I did all these videos. I went and got some wilding out money, man. I went and bought me a. Flooded all the way, flooded all the way out, Rolex. I'm talking about all the way around my, all the way, bezels everywhere, um, Cuban links, diamonds everywhere. This, this, this stuff just coming back right now. Man. I was doing this back in, uh, this was 05, 06. You know what I mean? So it was the last, I, I, I was the last comedian or the last regular season of Comic View to ever tape. Whenever you taping and they give you that last position, you better fight them. Be like, hell no. If you're a comedian, be like, man, I do not want, look, I'm not finna tape behind 12 comedians, 20 comedians. And that Comic View, it's, it's, it was, it's like it, it's like 12, 13, it's like 12 to um 17 some comedians a day. Mm. I'm the last comedian. It mean, it done went on. For two weeks, on the last comedian of the season, and shit, man, they were burnt out, man. Plus, it didn't help that I had on all this jury, and I didn't know this was a poverty state. Oh, man. I didn't know them. I didn't know they didn't. I didn't know they ain't have it like that. I'm looking at cash money, bling bling, full up in my All this stuff was hot then. Mouth to be. Uh, uh-huh. I ain't telling them hey, fall the nineteen. But listen, <laughs> so this one going to New Orleans with this mindset, you know. And I went with that mindset, and that's not the mindset of comedian supposed to be in. But this this what messed me up, the first joke. I said, hey. I said, boy. I said, woo, I've been riding around New Orleans. I went to the projects. Y'all in poverty around here. <laughs> I said, man, some people don't even got no dough on their apartment. They just got that little baby gate. <laughs> man, them all treated me like I was at the Apollo. I seen all that. <laughs> boom. <laughs> but How long was, did you stay in there? Man, I, I started cussing people out. I'm, uh-huh. I'm just hot head. I'm just hot head, young comedian. Uh-huh. I said, well, you can go home. You can go home. I started to moon them to make sure they didn't play it. Oh, yeah? I didn't moon them, though. I, I, and I pulled back. I pulled back. And Cheryl, I, but Cheryl, I, Cheryl is one of my mentors. I love this woman dearly. Like, I, I can never, ever, like, she has given me so many gifts, so many jewels. I can't say nothing bad about it, but Cheryl kind of set that shit up. Mm. It's last show coming view. 
They done had a gong in the back. Cheryl like, oh, we been had this gong in the back. We done did 27,419 shows. We ain't used this gong now time. Uh-oh. Somebody go. It's my baby mama. Check this, this, this conversation with my baby mama. Hey there. Hello? Nikki. What'd you say? I'm calling you back about the shirt. Yeah. Okay. Listen. All right, that, that front we did is cool. I need 40 on one side, 19 on the other. Between four and five-inch letters just across my chest where the, like, I guess, like, the, um, where the second and third button, like, right across there, like, upper toward, like, one button open, and it be that, that's, like, kind of mid-chest, so a little bit lower that down toward the second button between the second and third button. Um, and you, I want the, um, I want the black, I want... I want the red on the bottom and then the black on the top. Okay. Can you, I, 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 um, can I pick, what time can I pick it up? Okay. Well, I'm out getting your son from school right now. I got to get him something to eat, doing a motherly job. So whenever I get back to the store, I got two other shirts I have to do. And then I'll probably around five or six o'clock tonight. All right. Um, I'll be there. But I won't press it until you get there because I don't know exactly. That's cool. What I got it. I got it. I'll be, uh, all right. When I get my hair cut, I'll be up there. I'll help you do it if I got to because I got to do a, a taping tonight. You ain't got to help me do it. What I'm doing is I print it and then you position it where you want me to press it at. All right. So it's going to be incorrect. 419, those letters. We could do the letters that I did because uh, uh, before. But you're going to print it out, right? I'm gonna print it out, but I'm not gonna press it on. That's cool. Until you get there and you tell me where to where to press it. That's fine. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, have Jamal call me when you pick him up. All right. All right. She's your she's your stylist, your baby mama. No. All right. So um, when my baby mama. When we was together, I'm I you see I, I'm distressing jeans. Like I'm always yeah, I into fashion. That. I got my own line, okay. Fall to Nineteen. I always been into clothes, but I had her making me some clothes before, uh, long time ago. She was like doing like little t shirt. I get like Tupac with the little ring on his finger. She was doing that. And so, um, as she started to make my clothes, I'm starting to come up with ideas and stuff. And Shoot, man. She had she made the shirt I had on that come review that time that year. Wow. Yes. I had a bling bling shirt. I had all this year. <laughs> I had a bling bling shirt. Bling, say shawty, where my name is. Yes, I was blinged all the way out. Cause I was going to there with the cash money, the bling bling. Every right. time I come around, you see the bling For bling. New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. They were the only one blinging. Right. Yeah. You- Everybody else down there wasn't blinging. This was like three weeks before Katrina. I promise to on God. Man. This was like three weeks. Because it was another little storm before Katrina. We were just getting out of there from Comic View. I hadn't got booed. My people were sad. I hadn't brought my whole posse, some bad bitches and everything. We was in the Harris Casino looking stupid, man. They were, they thought I was going to cry. I, I went, it didn't hit me that hard. I knew I was better than that. It did not hit me that hard. Did you take the chain and watch off though? Did you hide those? No. Nope. No, you stood in. I almost, I almost got. Oh, it almost got done. Oh, it was okay. So I, I started cussing people out. Mm-hmm. Um, while I'm on stage, I'm like, nigga, you can get out, bitch. You can get out. Ho, you can get. I don't wish great ghetto with. Like I know they weren't gonna add this shit, but New, New Orleans ain't with that Kiki. They're not with that rah rah. 
You don't call them no bitches and not New Orleans. Say, bruh, what are you talking about, Woody? That's all I start hearing. Yes. Ooh. So I come from around the single theater. I come around the top. The police who had been working coming, they had to did coming for like three years there, four years there. I've been working with these police the whole time. Out there tripping out with them. They like, damn, shawty, so you gonna do us like that, Woody? I'm like, fuck. I look over, they like, there you go. There's a mob of people coming out of the theater. I'm like, oh, man. They made me relapse. What? I had to go back to my old days. I ain't do nothing, but I was just like, click, click, um, what? Right there? I mean, I just. The, not, you I had mean, the tool? Yeah, we had the truck was right there. Yeah, we had yeah. tools. Yeah, we, we can't. Nah, nigga, I know to go to nothing to go to once without no damn tool with $100,000 <laughs> worth of jewelry on. Are you crazy? And I, I was the lowest man on the totem pole. I'm rolling with bosses. We in the Escalade. Uh -huh. We got Shaker Booty Girls. My partner's them. Man, you don't know how much jury they had on. Yeah. So, you know, we was prepared, but we weren't prepared to get booed. We was prepared to celebrate. But did they jump you or you got nah, out? They, nah, they didn't anybody get touched on about oh, no okay. nothing. You know, uh, we fell back to the truck right there on the street in front of Singer. You know, they obviously knew we had them scrapped up or whatever. But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing. And thank God. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> thank you, Jesus. Come if you didn't get a hold of none of that. But I mean, it's just it just go to show what God can bring you from and the trial, the whole little story, everything I just told y'all about my career, man, and let you know you can you can have trials and tribulations in your life, dog. You can be counted out. You can be xed out. But what God got planned for you, can nobody take it away. Not no bad relationship, not no couple of hiccups, not no little punk-ass jail time, not no sentencing, not no devil, not no nothing. Because if God got this plan for you, the footsteps have already been planted out. But you're not going to get it without hard work. You're not going to get it without dedication. So I'm telling y'all comedians, man, get it right, baby. Concentrate on your craft. Don't worry about no relationship. Sometimes relationship can wreak real killers. I see a lot of comedians got married and had to come off the road and take care <laughs> of their family. <laughs> 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 so you you have like this, these two, two lanes. You can be this crazy trapper, and then you can also be this philosopher. Because I'm OG now. Uh-huh. I ain't go through all this for nothing, not to school the young cats. Mm-hmm. I, I, I. Call me a late bloomer. Shit, I'm just getting it, goddamn it, you know, a couple of years ago. But I had to go through something to get it like that. You know, I, I didn't know a lot of stuff was at normal. Ain't nobody told me, shout you running around looking crazy, slow down early in my career. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody told me that. Hey, everybody laughing with it. I'm who it with it, you know. But that ain't that ain't that, that that's not that's not recipe for success. But I learned through my own trials and tribulations. If you was there and you didn't tell me, I ran to a chick, we in together. I ain't going to take nothing from her. But, you know, those miserable years, it was miserable because I was transforming. Mm. Because she was spitting game on me and telling me where I'm going wrong and what you're doing wrong. And I'm here to bless you, but this relationship not going to work because you started it off wrong. You've been spitting game on this, man. Before we get out of here, is there anything else you want the world to know? Man, I just want y'all to know shout out what my name is in a happy place. Hi! I'm at the mall. Oh! <laughs> 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 hey, 
Hey, man, I'm just a fun guy. I like to have fun. If you in Atlanta, man, tune in to Streets 945 ATL every morning with me, Mo Quick and your jock, man. We, Hey, man, God is so good. I call this the rebirth, Fall of 19, man. We just did this interview in the... Hold up. Oh, that's a video. Let me get my glasses, man. My bad. You can finish your finish. Hey, your but we just though. did this. Uh, we just did this interview in my Infinity Center, Neiman Marcus parking lot at Atlanta Square. Man, it's a pleasure, man, being able to share my story with you guys. Hopefully, I helped some of you comedians. Hopefully, I you know guided some of y'all in the right direction. And although I'm not taking on any projects as far as comedians right now, unless your ass goddamn got a million followers and some shit already packaged up. <laughs> <laughs> I, people gonna hate me for keeping it real, man. You, yeah, you man. gonna turn that down? Hey, man, I got million followers. I got sixteen thousand videos. I already stocked up content. <laughs> no, nah, dog, I can't mess with you, man. Don't concentrate on me. That's the game, man. Now I sit me to the back and go in the CEO OG mode and get this young cat this money and put him out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's in all y'all comedians, man. Y'all gotta come package now. It's just like the rap game. They don't want nothing ain't packaged. Yep. You talking about you got a TV show? You got to go past a sizzle reel. Now you get you got you damn they got to come with twelve episodes. I'm coming with my own film crew team and everything. I got the whole shebang, man. I done figured the game out, man. Holla at me, shout it. What my name is? Shout it. What my name is? Comedian extraordinaire. Rebirth. Father nineteen. Hey, follow me on Instagram at Shouty the Comedian. Twitter Shouty Comedian. Hey man, Shouty everything. Father nineteen on everything. Joe, it was a pleasure, man. Shouty my story, baby. Father nineteen everything. Father everything. 40, 19. 40? 19. It's 40? 40. It's 40. 40. F-A-W-T-Y. 40. 19. 19. When I step up on the scene, so fresh, so clean. Hey. Ooh, that brother mean. That shouted 40, 19. What I heard them women is. talking about 40, 19. Yucca hey. shouted 40, buddy, like him. Hey. 19. 19. Thanks for sharing your story, Shotty. Hey, man, I have fun with you, bro. Already. With your podcast, man. Appreciate Y'all tune you, man. in with Joe Byers, one of the realest brothers out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, man. We're gonna Appreciate do, you, You're going to see us, man. I got a TV show for us. We're going to kill some stuff. I shot an idea. We ain't going to tell y'all. But um, look out, man. Shout out what my name is. Look out for the Jock Factor coming soon. Um, it's a radio show, man. Um, just follow me, man. Hey, I don't quit. I like to win. Let's get it. On the way up. Hi! Let's do it. That's great, man. Nice, man. You like that? Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. You ain't know all this shit, did you? I mean, I researched some of the stuff, but some of that I didn't know for sure. Yeah, I just laid it out there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully these comedians so That's one of the most in-depth interviews, you know, lately. That was that was the whole point of sitting down with you, man, because you've done so much, but nobody's really been able to capture it all in one interview. So I was like, I got to. So I appreciate you letting me be the person to do that. It's all good. There it is, hot brethren and sistren. Comedian shoddy shoddy. Heard like never before right here on Hot Breath Podcast. If you had a good time with us today, please share that good time on social media. Let people know. I just heard an amazing interview with comedian shoddy shoddy. You got to tune in. And please check out over 70, we're almost up to 80 interviews on Hot Breath here. Definitely go back and check out all the other awesome interviews we have. But really, if you want to take it to the next level, show your support. Leaving a quick iTunes review, I read them all live on the air, and it really does make a difference in helping us get that necessary voice 
that we call the Hot Brotherhood. So shout out to you for supporting what it do. Shout out to Shoddy Shoddy. Shout out to all my listeners. Shout out to Comedy Artwork for making all the logos for the podcast and my class, my website. Shout out to Highwire Comedy. That's where I host my comedy class at. You can go to highwirecomedy.com, sign up for the class. The next round starts up on April 23rd. That's a Sunday. We meet every Sunday. So if you're interested in upping your comedy game or just learning more about comedy, it's an eight-week course. You graduate and you get a dope HD video of your set. It's a win-win. Wet, wet. Bet, bet. Eret, eret. And of course, you want to see me live, you like hearing my podcast in your ears, come see me live. I host a comedy show every single Wednesday at Java Monkey Indicator. It's always a good time, always a fresh lineup, always a fresh time, if you will. Yeah, that's really it, man. You want to learn more about me? You know, my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. You want to learn more about how you can be a sponsor? Hit me up on social media at Joel Byers Comedy or come out to my show I host on Wednesdays. But we hit another one. We did it again. I'm so proud of this interview. I really think we got a lot of good information out there. So thank you for your support and really continuing to push me to continue to push my interviewing and my style. And a lot of you have seen from the beginning, I just dropped a uh, the mic stand. I don't know if you heard that or not, but you probably didn't. But I was trying to get sentimental and be like, hey, we've come so far. And then I drop a mic stand that completely ruins that momentum. So we'll go ahead and bow out of this outro. You know what it do. I got to thank my engineer, Amon Garner, for always keeping these episodes sounding crystal clear. Hit him up on Facebook. Amon Garner, if you have any audio engineer needs, he's the guy. And of course, my fiance, Erin Rogers. She made the theme song for this that really set the tone for the whole Hot Breath of Verse. So thank you to you. You. Thank you to you. You. You can check her out on social media, at Erin A. Rogers. Check us out, at Hot Breath Pod, on all social media. But the best thing you could do is just share. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Tell somebody you're sitting at the red light with in traffic. Let them know, hey, Hot Breath is here to stay. All the way. That all rhymed. That's a crime. Duh. All right. I think we have exhausted the outro. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Joel Byers. And we'll be right back here next Monday, only on Hot Breath. Hot Breath. Let me let this lady know we're not leaving. Uh Uh-uh. We got to let these... Let them know, shouty. Yeah, you your, your people. <laughs> all white people aren't my people. Oh, come on. Just like now. you don't claim all black people, I don't claim all white people. So you claim Trump? No, he's he's a different shade of white. <laughs> he's orange. He's a cheddar cracker. Hey man, I don't know. <laughs> hey, 
I said cracker with a hard R, too. I know, Let's right? get that right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying hard E-R or the A. <laughs> <laughs>